0: Welcome to Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Sois Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. Today, I'm super excited to introduce our guest today, Lauren Baluchian. She is a leadership coach and experienced facilitator who's passionate about empowering others to live a courageous life. Her mantra is conceive it, believe it, achieve it. And she's here today to tell us how the power of intention setting is the foundation to making all dreams possible. Please welcome Lauren. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yes. Awesome. Wonderful. Can you tell us a little about like, how, how did you get into this
2: realm of leadership coaching? Uh, sure. Yeah. So it's, it's funny how these kind of things sort of always stumble upon you when you, you least expect it. Let's see. So I had been previously in the corporate world for most of my career doing marketing, and um, I have four children, in fact. So I was just coming back from maternity leave with my baby. I was like six, you know, she was about six months old at my desk working when all of a sudden an, an email popped up. I read it and it was like, hey Lauren, I don't know if you remember me from the holiday party, this other holiday party a few years back, but I have irrefutable evidence that your husband and my wife have been having an affair for quite a long time and so that stopped me dead in my tracks um like i said i had just come back like two weeks from maternity leave i was just getting back in the swing of things that just landed on me and it was a life-changing event like that was about a year and a half ago and it really made me step back reassess like what I was doing, can I continue here? And like, really open myself up to my work to let them know, like, I'm in a really tough spot right now. I don't want you to think I'm, you know, struggling because I just am coming back from maternity leave. And so that led onto a path of like self discovery and doing therapy and all sorts of different modalities that helped me. And through that journey, within like a three week time span, um, three different people had said to me, you know, have you heard of CTI? First time, you know, you hear something you're like, no. And, oh, you should do it, you'd be really interested. And then like a week later, someone else brought it up. Like, have you heard of Coactive Institute? A third person that said it, I was like, okay, I don't know what this is, but I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it was serendipitous. I signed up um, kind of blindly with faith and showed up in to the workshop. And I was like, holy crap these are my people. Like, this is where I'm meant to be. And it was the first time that I felt like so alive and um, just that resonance of, I have a greater life purpose than just kind of, you know, going on this one autopilot path. And so for the next like several months, I tried to juggle doing these workshops, getting, you know, going through some training and also keeping my corporate job and, keeping everything else afloat that I was managing through this time. And, uh, and I had a sample coaching session. I was thinking of getting a coach for myself. And within 15 minutes of this sample session, I had agreed I wanted to quit my job and uh, jump fully into the deep end and go for it and give other people the courage and the um, – Just the belief in themselves that like you are serving a greater purpose here and there's not time to be wasted. There will always be a reason not to do it. And so I fully committed and I've been on that path since and I'm just so passionate about wanting others to to find that and believe in themselves and go for it. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's pretty much the gist of it. I mean, I know you weren't expecting that <laughs> that full winded yeah. response, but it yeah. was a life changing event that led to serendipity, opened up some connections, and yeah, yeah. and here I am.
1: That's yeah. such an inspiring story, and <laughs> I'm just so inspired that like it took a really kind of like slap in your face to like wake you up to, you know, living a life that you really are passionate about and excited about. I clearly see that shift in
2: you. That's one of those, I was like, this can't be happening for not a greater reason, all this stuff. Like it just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And it opened so many other doors. And I feel like anytime someone's going through a life transition, it's such an opportunity to wake up and see what's around you and enjoy the journey and open yourself up to possibility.
0: So I had a little bit of a question. It sounded like before it was like a little bit more on autopilot or like your life just kind of fell into what it was, and then after this you you kind of uncovered like some deeper meaning and some things that you're more passionate about. I'd be curious to know what you feel like the differences are in terms of planning and figuring out your life right because I'm sure before you did something to try yeah. to figure things out a little bit, but well, now you're a lot more. Go ahead, sorry. That's,
2: that's, no, that's a, great, that's a great question and point. So I often say, before that happened, I was, if, you, if you'd met me and we were doing this, you know, two years ago, I was happy. I was seemingly like fulfilled. Everything was great. What I didn't realize is that I was on this sort of autopilot mode and I was just so, so much in the trenches of the doing and the, um, the pace of life of just moving through it that I hadn't really paused and stepped back and said, like, what am I doing this for? And it actually is a good lead-in to intention and whatnot. But um, that whole discovery and that journey really made me think about, like, what are my values and who am I at the core? And once I got really clear on that, that's when the stark difference of, holy shit, I can't keep doing this job that I'm... A- on paper, it was one, it's a great company, like loved the people, inspiring um, culture. I mean, ev- that was the hardest part was I was at a place where if I shared it to you, like work from home, paid time off, all the things you possibly could want. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm still not fulfilled. There's something missing, a piece. Mm-hmm. And one of my core values is being authentic and being adventurous and courageous. And so I felt like I'm playing small by staying here. But it wasn't until I took that look in the mirror that it became, it went from like, you know, kind of muted to vibrant colors of the differences between the two.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. It sounds like, and you can correct me if there's any part that's not not on target, but before it was kind of like a path, I don't know, that kind of like opened up before you a little bit at a time or like, maybe you had like some long-term career goals or whatever, but like not a deeper reflection on, what what is the overall purpose like what is the big picture what am I driving toward like how do these goals fit into like you're saying values it sounds like now you're way more tuned in on that and, and have that dial in
2: right exactly and so it is becoming more of that sense of what was I doing you know the work and the stuff I was doing before was more of a means to an end rather than like serving a higher purpose So it's that distinction between actually like, you know, some of this is like the ego and all the reasons why this might be good versus the like greater good that it's creating. And so when you're living from a place of intention that is um, aligned with your core values and this bigger belief, then I feel like the actions that you're doing have a lot more meaning Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: energy behind them. And that was the big difference. So now I feel like when I get kind of like bogged down in the still, you know, today, like there's the to do's, there's the emails, the administrative work, all of that. It's like stepping back and saying, well, what's my why? Yeah. And when I ask them, what's my why it's like, no, because I'm really passionate about wanting to bring more of this, um, shine this light on more people that they can also believe and, Um, take that action to live their, their biggest dreams. So it's like, there's just, and it's fun. It's actually fun when you start doing this because each day becomes sort of this experiment and curiosity of what's it going to bring. And it's just, it sort of like, has that magical unfolding to it now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really inspiring and beautiful. (laughs) And I'm just curious, what would you say is the difference between like, I, I get you're living into your why and that's inspiring and it's a lot of it sounds like unknown. You're not sure this is your why, but how do I get to, right? How does, how does that intention differ from like goal setting, I guess?
2: Yeah. So, um, the why is kind of like always lingering out there. or It's like the foundation beneath it all. And so, you know, I still, I still set goals. I think of the why as, um, so the why is, the intention is more of the why, whereas the goal setting is the what. Okay. So intention is the why, goal setting is the what, meaning it's why I do it, but this is what I'm going to now do in order to do it. And so what's when you kind of have that framework in place, what happens is you can actually open yourself up more, I think, to unexpected circumstances and uncertainty. Um, so much with intention setting, I believe is, you put it out there, you set your goals, your actions that you're gonna do to help support that maybe that bigger intention or life purpose, but then you gotta let go of some control. <laughs> then you really need to you know, surrender and back off and embrace the uncertainty. And I think so many people get bogged down in trying to grip to the control and grip to the goals and make it happen and force it to happen. And, and it's like, you're missing the whole beauty of it. You're missing the whole point. The part of this is all the journey. It's like living each day with the intention of bringing that forth rather than just focusing on the goal and the end place. And I think of it as kind of a dance between art and science. Um, the art being the, or the science being more of the, the doing and the goal setting and the specific what I'm going to you know, achieve. And the art being more of the like co-creation of, you know, the unseen unexpected circumstances that just show up and you roll with it. So that's the, I mean, that's the part that I like love, but I hate because it's like scary. It's a world of fear lives because it's all uncertain, but it's also where all the magic happens.
0: I have a, I guess it's a question. It's like a concept in my mind and I want to float it and see how it lands for you, which is the way that I think about some of this stuff is like values I use as like the core, right? So let's say one of my values is help, And within that value, there's so many different pathways that can come out of it, right? Like there's so many different ways that I can achieve help. Mm -hmm. and that's where the goals come from. Mm -hmm. And, like, I may not be able to hit every single one of those goals. So, for example, a couple years ago, I was working on being able to do a handstand push-up and then broke my collarbone, right? So, like, that goal is (laughs) crossed, like, done. That was done (laughs) for the time being. But I felt like it was useful to know what the value was because then I could go, okay, that path is closed. Like, this goal is not happening this year. There's no way uh but there are many other things you know like other pathways opened up to achieve the same value which is help and a lot of it was just like not trying to do a hand sample show like letting my shoulder heal yeah uh, so just be curious how that like framing lands with you
2: it makes a lot of sense it actually makes a ton of sense because so much like in coaching and stuff that i think about for myself even is this like this wheel of life and there's these different spokes to it and it's like Things like your fitness and your health or it's like your friends and your family your career um, your relationships your well-being and all of your values you know just kind of sit in the middle and so often when you know one area starts to go when you start to feel that nudge of like dissatisfaction or frustration it's often because you're not honoring one of your values And so when you really know what your values are and maybe you can't do the handstand, you can't go there anymore, but it's a really important thing to you. You can look to the other areas of life to like build upon it and really find it, um, to find that fulfillment. So I love that. I love that idea and that concept because it is, it's at the core. And it's so funny because I think a lot of people, you know, value work they kind of come up with their, the, Oh, happiness is my core value. It's like, okay, well, what about happiness is, and when you start digging a little deeper, then you get to the core of why someone is, you know, why it matters to them. And when you can understand that, then it's really when you can start to see why someone maybe is feeling like stuck or frustrated. And it doesn't always have to be like, you have to break it to fix it. Sometimes it's just a matter of naming it and then building upon it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really like useful. Like we were talking about, I, I just, my life has been so different since I realized like there are multiple paths to do things like that uncertainty that you were talking about a little bit before, like it's just part of life. And like, you may not always get the exact way that you think things are coming, but, um, and maybe you want to expand on this more, but to me, and like, that's where intention comes in. Right. I would love to get your take on it. Cause I think you have more, uh, developed ideas on that specific topic.
2: Yeah. So do you mean just like what intention means to me or like what the.
0: Yeah. Just the way that you would phrase like how it's useful or, or how it fits in with values and stuff. Right. Cause I, cause I've heard you talk about values and intention and then I'm looking in my brain to marry the two. I came up with one little idea, but I think you have a stronger
2: yeah. position. So I think intention is so interesting because again, like I said, it's, it's that why, but it's really, so often, again, people are not pausing. They're, doing the ch- they're on that autopilot mode, right? They go to work. They check the email. Okay, this is a new project. We're going to do this. And they're just doing, 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 doing. And someone will say something like, I think we need to do something out of the box this quarter. Like, we've been doing too much of the same. Let's think of out of the box. And so everyone starts racing for out of the box ideas, Googling, out of the box, what's innovative? And no one stops to say, why? What are we trying to achieve? Are we trying to get new customers because we're looking like we're, you know, copying the market. Like, are we looking to look like a disruptor in some sort of way? Like, what is our intention behind this concept of out of the box? Mm -hmm. Um, Similarly, you know, same kind of ideas. You ask someone, you know, what their goals are. I hear this a lot with coaching. They'll come and they'll say, I want to lose 25 pounds. And it's like, okay. And they get so fixated on this number. And it's like, but why, what, if you lose that, what are you aiming for? And when we can get deeper to the intention of the why, like, well, because then I can fit in my genes. Okay, why is that important to you? Well, cause then I can, I feel good in the mirror. Why is that important? Cause then I feel confident. Okay, well then what? Well, then I'm more free. Okay, so freedom is really important to you to feel liberated. Like, let's focus on that as your why So that when you're doing it you're not like starving yourself and just trying to fix get obsessed on this number but you're feeling that freedom through the journey you're feeling that confidence through the journey um a kind of a funny one that i always think of is like posting on social media and you know social media gets a lot of like a lot of bad rap because it does feel like people don't think twice of like what is their intention of posting this um I when I so when I <laughs> share this, it's like a small example, but I think it'll make you guys laugh. I'll share a small example and I'll think a bigger picture. But um so when I started going onto the dating apps, once this whole divorce thing got underway, I had to make my profile. And so I picked, you know, you get like four pictures, and it was so interesting to a, I'm pretty self-aware person. So I'm like observing myself. And at first I intentionally, well, I don't know if I quite caught myself, but I was like, I don't really need to put a picture of me, the four kids. Like that just, you know, that's gonna scare people off. So I would put a picture with like, well, I'm like, but I want them to know like I am a mom. So I put a picture of like one kid. Well, <laughs> guess what? It's like the wrong intention. I'm attracting the wrong people. I'm then having to say, you know, oh no, actually there's four. It's like, and so, so often people are putting projection out there rather than just being authentic and owning it. And so I actually changed I caught myself. I did this for like a month and watched the people as they came in and then I changed it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Ah, finally some people that like accept me for really who I am and where I am, like this is really me. So again, it's back to letting go of the ego, letting go of what we want to be seen maybe as on that paper and really sinking into what do we what do we ultimately want and what matters um my bigger picture example is back to you know the my intention of like why i'm in this space and so like i said i get hung up often of oh gosh i'm not going to make enough of a difference in someone's life you know you put you put you put all this pressure on ourselves like did i did that session really make a big difference and then i just step back and say like you know why am I doing, or how many coaching clients do I have? Is it an, and it's like, wait a second, why am I doing this? And it's like, cause I really care. And I'm really passionate about wanting to serve others. And so this is where I am right now in my journey and it doesn't really matter. And so you can let go of like the metrics and the, this, and the, how many likes did I get? How many shares? Because you're doing it for a greater reason than the, those kind of, you know, surface level things. Hmm. Um, so yeah, (laughs) that was a long winded answer. I don't even know if I got to the core of what you were asking, but it's like, it's really the power of the intention. When you have a clear intention, you can align your purpose with your values and you can open yourself to, um, the flow of what's out there. It becomes really easy to start making decisions because you're like, is this aligned with my intention? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go for it. Or you everyone knows that little that little zing in your stomach or feeling when you know you're like, I'm not, I'm doing this for maybe an ulterior motive. Like we all we're human, that happens every now and then. And we can lie to ourselves and rationalize all day long, but we know when we're not coming from a place of pure intention versus, you know, some other underlying motive. Yeah, I, I really
1: love that you made that distinction and really kind of got to the heart of getting past the the metrics like you mentioned of you know and I I tend to get caught up in the numbers and like oh how am I doing what's my performance like and in, at the end of the day it's like did I live into my passion do I live into what I love doing is serving others and making a difference for others and yes I I realized that is you know something I could be more focused in my intention of like why am I doing it? Versus being like, oh, I'm not meeting my numbers and then beating myself up about that.
2: Exactly. They're like draining. Vanity metrics are
1: are vanity for that reason. They just, (laughs) they can be. Yes. How do you kind of like figure out the, you know, because metrics are useful, but how do you like still strive for your greater achievements or goals, but then still
2: like staying present to your why, I guess, without letting that can you get both, <laughs> I guess? Yeah. So like that's back to the art and the science and the dance yeah. between the two. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, metrics are important. I think it's also, you know, you're missing out if you're blindly just never checking that or looking in. But I think that they, what they can be, if you can change the reframe what their power is and it's really about, you know, uh, putting a stake in the ground and then it becomes also fun of experimenting. It's like, oh, okay. I'm here right now. I actually want to be here. So I'm going to just try something for fun for the next two weeks. I'm going to experiment. And that's why I'm actually really big on the concept of like looking at every decision as more of just data for yourself to like explore and try something new. And so because we get hung up again, like you said, like on these numbers and did this work Did this subject line, you know, get the right open rate. Well, maybe not. And that's okay. But you learn something valuable. Now you don't do that again. So it's like when you start to realize everything is just more data and it's not a a measurement of success, it's just a measurement of more information. And you can start to enjoy that journey again. You can still continue to be making progress.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Are there practical tips
1: when intention setting?
2: Yeah. So there's some just like basics that I do every day or I try to, when I do it, it really helps me. So from like a, you know, a daily, truly like a practice, I think of three things that I'm grateful for to start. Because I think if you're leading from a place of gratitude, when you start intention setting, it's, it's, you know, in alignment. So three things you're grateful for, the intention itself, saying what that is. And then the three things that you're going to do that day to support that intention. Mm -hmm three little things like don't, I mean, we're so conditioned to like, oh, I'm going to boil the like all or nothing. Like I'm either going to do this whole thing or I'm not going to do it all. It's like, put that aside. Yeah. Three things you're grateful for one intention, three things you're going to get done that day that are going to support that intention and then leave the rest to be open, like have that framework and tuck it in place. And then, um, when you're actually doing the intention setting what i like to think about is um kind of five things so one it's just taking a moment to get real like we are so moving so fast so this is why i like to do it at the start of the day sort of a meditative practice like what is my intention for today what matters like what really matters to me so getting real with yourself kind of connecting it with your goals um, sorry your values Uh, Because I feel like when you're clear on your values, you have more likely to have a pure intention. Um, So step one, and then write it out. So actually, you know, put it in writing. And then three is take that whatever that whole intention is and boil it down to one word, like focus or um, trust or courage and put that word somewhere where you can actually see it. I like to write it like with the dry erase markers on my bathroom mirror. So it's like, boom, I see it all the time where some people like write it on their hand. And it's just that like true North marker to keep you, you know, keep you grounded as you go through your day. Okay. So then step four is to write out those actions that you're going to do to help support that intention. Um, Whatever those may be. And then five, which I think most people will struggle the most with, but it's the most fun is let go, surrender and trust, like trust that when you're in alignment and you're coming from a place of pure intention, there are other magical, unexpected surprises that are going to come your way that are going to open doors. And you got to get out, like get out of your own way to make that happen. Um, And just be really, as you're going through your day, that's back to kind of mindfulness and being present. But, um, Take you know, take note when you know something randomly falls in your lap, or you know you meet someone have this unexpected conversation with someone at the gas station. I don't know. I am very attuned to all those things. I believe that they're little signs or you know um, markings for me to either say like, okay, keep doing what you're doing, you're on the right path, or it makes me think twice about you know, well, what did that, what was that all about? What did that mean? And it usually unlocks some sort of unexpected other door. I hear it all the time. Like people saying, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have examples of like, it feels coincidental. It feels like that's so crazy. I was thinking of that person and they called or, um, you know, is that a sign? Well, you know, I really do believe that there is this sort of unseen energy that's, you know, guiding and helping people with their path and their intention. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in that like vibration and you're feeling it, cool shit happens. <laughs> you like you guys finding me, actually. I was like, oh my gosh, this just felt very synchronistic. And I'm like, I looked at what you guys did. I love what you're doing. I love what you stand for. And it's just the beauty of like those openings happening, but you've got to be open to, it and you've got to be aware. So it just kind of
1: has me reflecting on how not intentional <laughs> I am a lot of this. It's like, I do, I do a meditation practice. I do exercise. I kind of like go through the motions of my day and I even write out my goals, but it's more of like, okay, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. There's like no intention.
2: behind, right. it. Just like a checklist of to do things. And it's, it's- crazy how we, yeah, even in meetings, like I've become, I've become intentional with my intention. Like, so starting the meeting, just saying, Hey, my intention of this our 30 minutes together is to accomplish XYZ or get this out of it. And then it creates focus
1: Yeah,
2: and everyone appreciates it. It's like, Oh, okay. This is what we're here for. This is what we're driving towards. I mean, that's in a really more practical business setting, but it's useful yeah. and we don't do it. I don't know. It's so funny. So often we just don't, um, and we can have an agenda, but it's like yeah. agenda items. What are we trying to uh-huh. achieve from them? What are we trying to accomplish? So, yeah, it's it's useful in the little stuff, and then it's really useful on the the bigger like, you know, I don't know, Alice, if you ever feel like you're just getting bogged down with the to dos and it's like overwhelming.
1: To dos, it's and a lot. lot. Up and like, oh my God, there's just so much to do, and then I feel like spread thin because there's so many different projects I'm involved in, and I'm like, what do I focus on? Yep. Yeah. I think if I set the intention like, okay, it's like what's important to me right now. Right what do I want to really accomplish right now? Um, versus like, I
2: yeah, juggling plates all the time. <laughs> I guarantee if you, like I would, try, I try this exercise. Like when you've got all these things, like just picture them all or like literally put the stacks of whatever they are and just say to yourself, what's important to me now? Like what of these things are important to me now? Like close your eyes and really sink in. Something's going to bubble up and everything else will turn like muted. Like, it will just be obvious. This is where I need to focus.
1: Yeah, no, I I like that. And actually, I think that would give me, like yesterday, I didn't get everything that I wanted to get done. I had like, I have like 70 emails and messages I need to respond to. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to catch up on that. But then I'm like, you know what? I need to decompress after the day. I'm going to take the dog to the dog park. <laughs> just like, so the messages will keep piling up and, oh, well, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, what I need right now is to go to the dog park and just chill. <laughs> and, right, exactly. And, you know, and but then I was like in my back of my mind, though, I was feeling guilty that I'm like, yeah. oh, I can spend that hour, you know, catching up on all that stuff that I need to. But now I feel like, no, if I really focus on the intention of, you know, I need some decompression time right now, that's really what matters then it would allow me to just enjoy that dog park experience
2: more fully um, versus being like, Oh, I, go, I have these things going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well that another like little practical tip, this isn't about intention, but I've it's been working really effectively for me is is really scheduling the time out for all those things. So you can let go when you're in the moment. It's like, if you said that to yourself, like I'm going to the dog park now and I'm going to actually block 30 minutes tomorrow morning at this time for the emails, you know, it's got its home and its place. Yeah, totally. And, and then it's like, ah, because, <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise, and then, so I've just gotten really into the habit of being really prescriptive and all that stuff. Cause I know that overwhelming feeling and you're not present in either space then you're like, I'm guilty. I'm not doing it. But if I was doing it, I know I need to decompress. It's like, um, and how, I don't know, can you guys relate to this? I, what you were saying, Alice, made me also think of how times when I'm so stuck on kind of the goal, like I want to get it done. So I was trying to work, for example, I was working on this video just, just last week, um, you know, about coaching. And, but rather than kind of having to be this ad hoc when I was like actually filming it for like, it's going to be a two minute video. First time I blew it. Second time I messed up again. And then I just got into this like, must complete it, like, really wanted to force it, and the videos were getting worse and worse, and I was getting more and more frustrated, I more and wanted to get done, and even, like, I talk about signs, I was having the the camera, like, stuck to something, it, like, fell off the the tree that I was, I'm like, oh my gosh, everything's telling me just to stop, and then the phone got so hot, it just stopped (laughs) working, I was like, well, I guess I'm having to quit now, but, Sometimes we just get so stuck in our path, and you know what? We lose the joy and the you know what? So much more you could get out of it. Like if you started doing those emails now and plowing through them, you're just trying to get through them. Who knows? Maybe if you'd stopped and spent a little more time on that one email, like someone sent you something, you would it would connect to you and make you think of something else. Um, yeah. When we when we force it, it doesn't work. Right. No. I can totally relate
1: when I was first starting my business and trying to go virtual and you know you have to develop an online presence you've got to be creating video content and I remember creating like a two minute video and it took four freaking hours (laughs) so I was trying so hard to get it perfect exactly to the script and then I realized that I had to give up the you know looking perfect it has to be set and then it just doesn't help the situation and actually that's kind of how happy talks manifested because it's it's totally unscripted right authentic conversation we don't even know what we're gonna say but it's just so much more fun and natural and you know we we are fulfilling our purpose of you know creating video content and actually spreading the mission of more happiness in the world and giving people tools to to get there so it's it's been quite a journey from where I started, because I'm like, if it takes me four hours to create two minutes of content, this is not going to work, because I got other shit to get done. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, and it's just so much freer to just be organic, and, you know, we're human, we mess up, I, I say filler words all the time, I don't always like it, but it's, it's a practice, in you know,
2: in growing. <laughs> <myself>. <laughs> and that's what I love about it, it is, it's way more, this is way more authentic than us, you know, trying to yeah get on camera and I actually think like newscasters probably have it the hardest because they're like on oh, they gotta like you know find a follow the script and whatnot but or actors like you see cut redo redo it's like how do you not get in your head like there's something magical about just yeah letting things unfold again like organically how we're having just a conversation here. I didn't know we were gonna cover some of the stuff that we got to but it was really fun. It was, it's been it's been interesting. So, yeah. Donovan, I want to hear from you and like, like what your, um, like how you landed into this, how your relationship even got going. and
0: Yeah, so, well, first I resonate very much with recording a video a million times and it not being <laughs> right. I just, remember, I mean, I've been making videos for like 10-ish years now, but I remember at the start, like trying to record this one video And at the start, I thought I needed a script going back to like being perfect. I thought I needed a script and I thought I needed to nail it directly. And I distinctly remember one day trying over and over and over and over until my voice went out. And then I still was trying to do it and watching it back and being like, this is so bad because my voice is out and like still trying to talk through it. And then it was, but to bring this all the way back, it was after that that I was like, what is, what, what am I doing? Like, what is the intention of this? What do I want out of this? Because, like, what I don't want out of this is to spend six hours talking to no one about a script that, like, probably isn't word perfect anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, like, that's when I started changing my content approach a little bit to be like, okay, I'm just going to talk about whatever I'm going to talk about. If people like it, cool. If they don't, great. I, I'm over it. Like, I'm not spending six hours destroying my vocal cords. <laughs> yeah. uh, I totally got sidetracked. What was the actual question?
2: Oh, I was just curious about like your intention of even getting into the, I've heard from like Alice and like getting into the, this podcast and how it landed and like, yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah. you're here.
0: Yeah, so for <laughs> me, I've, I've, I've long had an interest in mental health. Like it's been a thing for me personally, uh, a, a thing in my family. Like I've just seen it around me and it's, it's something that I'm wanting to like contribute to uh, improving in general. Um, this particular project I think is a really nice way to have conversations with people who have different perspectives or different uh, specialties or modalities that I don't see because um, I don't know if you knew this already, but I'm actually a software engineer. So I'm spending most of my time doing software, you know, so there's all these different ideas and concepts and, and things that, that I don't necessarily have access to. You now I spend a lot of my non-work time on this other stuff, but still like talking to people, I can get, you know, five, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years of experience from someone. And obviously you don't get their full experience, but you can get really nice pieces of information and really nice steps. Um, The other piece is me personally going through a lot of the resources. I found that a lot of them were like pie in the sky, very airy, like just be happy. And when you're happy, you have energy and that's good. And you're good to go. And it's like, yeah. Okay, but what am I supposed to do? Because, like, I feel bad now. And what you're saying, like, doesn't connect the dots for me. So the other thing is, like, getting those tactics from people that I may not have run into myself and kind of laying that out for people in a way that they can see some of the steps or at least initial steps or some ideas of things to actually Mm -hmm. do. That's um, the big, like, important thing for me out of this is just bridging some of those gaps. And I know, like, the space is huge and there's tons of work to be done but I feel like this is my like little contribution to the area.
2: Exactly. I love the range that you guys cover of topics, like everything and anything. And I also love what you said about, yeah, like just kind of getting these nuggets of wisdom from people, like being that kind of blend, you're pulling all these different ingredients and letting it kind of sit in this bowl. But that's what I'm finding is that the more I talk to people, like, there's so much knowledge and we're so connected in ways and, we really sit and listen to someone there's just so much there there's like a story to be told but there's lessons to be learned as well which is so cool
0: yeah there's another thing too that i really enjoy which is there seems to be like there are totally new concepts and ideas but there's also like a lot of overlap and then they come out in different ways and that Mm -hmm. hits differently for different people so i think by having these conversations we unlock like okay you explain you know how values and goals relate in one way i explain it in another way for any in particular individual, one of those might be awesome and the other one is like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what does that mean? Right,
2: exactly. And I'm guessing like some of the stuff, these conversations you have end up feeding into like, your total other world of like software engineering. I just imagine like they don't, they're not completely siloed. So there must be some sort of, you know, stuff that makes you think and look at things from a different perspective sometimes.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I would definitely say that, like, I've only been doing software for the last two years. So the mental health happiness type angle is way more, no. like, where I'm most comfortable. Um, but there are definitely tons and tons and tons of overlap. Um, and software in the frustration space of being like, I don't know why this isn't working. Why is this not working? Please work. Why? Like, what? why are computers so hard? But, but yeah, there's definitely a, a huge overlap in skills. And Going back to what you're saying, and we cover like a wide range of topics. I think there's a wide range of topics that influence happiness. Like, there's so many little pieces, and they all interconnect to kind of set up our environment for happiness. I don't want to say produce happiness because it's a little bit more nuanced than that, but it all like plays together into how our lives like manifest and what we feel day to day.
2: Right. And to your point, it's like it's back to like what piece and kernels. Like when you talk about all these different things, actually connect with that person. For them to say, ah, oh, that, that jam works. That does bring out my happiness level. Like that moved me up a couple notches, you know, with what resonated with me. So, yeah, it's not a one size fits all. That's why I've always, I talk a lot about experimentation in the sense of you got to try a lot of things on. You've got to be open. you got to try practices. You, I'm pretty, like, I try to... And I use the word a lot challenge because I, that's my like background of being conditioned. I played sports in college and I'm used to like really intense, like you win or you lose, it's all or nothing. But I think it really sets us up for disappointment and like getting in our own way of, ugh, I, I for, I'm not even gonna try cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna fail or like that fear of failure. But when we have the like mentality of experimentation and just trying a bunch of different things or listening to a different perspectives, and being aware like what lands with you, you start to create your own toolkit that's specific to you to allow you to, you know, be your best and happiest and courageous self. So.
1: Yes, we can always add more tools to our toolbox. (laughs) Lauren, I wanna uh, thank you so much for being our guest today. It's been a pleasure, and we've both gotten a lot out of it. And I'm just curious do you have anything you'd like to plug?
2: Um, yeah, actually, speaking of experimentation, so I do, um, I have a seven week self discovery journey that I do a few times a year. It's virtual, um, and it's for women. Sorry, Donovan, but it's not gonna be <laughs> inclusive of you. Um, but it is about seven women coming together for seven weeks to set an intention and hold each other accountable through that space in order to gain more clarity within, connection with other people, and just a better, greater sense of confidence. And the whole, it's called the seven by seven experiment intentionally because it's all about experimenting with different practices. So each week we have a different sort of theme and then a different practice such as like, you know, self-reflection. And within self-reflection, there's so many different, there's meditation, there's visualization, there's a whole slew of things. So each week has a different practice where we're experimenting with different things. And I'm actually in the summer seven by seven right now. And tomorrow I'm starting a three-day fast. As part of this experimentation and and back to intention, you know, I tell people, if your intention is to like lose weight or like drop a few pounds, like that's not why you should be doing this three day fast. Like this is all about getting, going within and realizing like less is more and what you really need and kind of getting clear on how your mind operates in your thoughts versus your heart versus your whole soul. So yeah, so the seven by seven experiment kicks off in September and I'm talking with women now. It's for only for six, well seven total, but I'm one of them. So six other women that want to be on this journey. It's fun, it's kind of, you know, it's courageous, but uh, we have a really good time through the process and getting to know ourselves better. So if anyone is interested, my contact details I think will be shared and would love to hear from you.
1: Awesome. Well, that sounds like a really incredible experience for some seven lucky ladies. <laughs>
2: so, awesome. so awesome. And then you can follow me. I think, I, well, my handles be there, but it's, I'm uh, on Instagram. I'm at Unleash Your Aura and my website is just my name. So laurenbaluchian.com. So you can find more details there on any of the experiences or coaching. I'm always looking to work with other people that like are ready to play big, get bold and go daring. Cause if you want to do it, we'll have some fun. We'll make it happen. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you again so much for being on our show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of happy talks with Dr. Allison Donovan.
0: We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode?
1: For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com. And you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong.
0: You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy.
1: Catch Catch you next time. time.